You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Hello, fans. You are listening to the Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling Podcast, and this is your host, Mr. Green, and it is time to go down the line of what's going on in the world of professional wrestling again. Of course, you know, the world keeps on turning, and I think uh, as of this this podcast, we need to give uh, congratulations to, even though the WWE really doesn't seem to acknowledge the NXT UK brand all that much, but uh, Miko Satomura. Becoming the new NXT UK Women's Champion. That's a, a big deal for her legendary figure. And then uh, women's wrestlers really, really hung in there for a long time. I mean, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Miko Satomura is on an episode of WCW Nitro. How about that? I mean, that's, that's going back a ways. And she has been in the business for a long time, part of the second May Young Classic. And uh, shipped it over to NXT UK. And, and uh, you know, it's not often that I would say that, you know, what somebody deserves or, or try to put it into the category of they deserve it. But I would think that, you know, most of us, anybody that's listening to this, you clearly are a fan of uh, women's wrestling. And uh, I think you'd probably agree with me to say that Sodomore deserves it. She deserves it. I, I wish that she could uh, get that same praise on a – a main roster. Well, you know what? No, no, no. Let me scratch that. She should never go to the main roster. She should never, ever, ever go to the main roster before Visiting Man and the rest of his uh, subordinates decide all of a sudden that she doesn't have a personality. We need her to sing and dance and you know talk gibberish and whatever. So no, she does not need to go. That NXT is the perfect place for her. Uh, <laughs> maybe go to NXT America. You know NXT proper. But, yeah, that should be about it. But, anyway, congratulations. I just want to kind of start the show off with that. How are you doing out there in uh, podcast land? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the channel. Thank you for supporting everything that the Women's Pro Wrestling Network has done, but that basically I have done because, you know, I, I operate a lot of this. Everyone, I'll get some people to come in every, every so often, but uh, your support is the thing that keeps me going. Keeps me going to these shows and shooting the videos, keeps me doing the interviews, keeps me doing the podcast, keeps me doing the, the website, the whole nine yards. So uh, thank you for all of that. Um, speaking of new champions, uh, the NWA has won. Well, the, the NWA Women's Championship has also turned over. Uh, Serena Deeb dropped the title to Camille. Camille is now your new NWA Women's World's Champion. That took place at the uh, latest pay-per-view, uh, NWA When Our Shadows Fall. So now you've got uh, 
you know, I'm a little hesitant to say power couple because they're not married, but you know, she she was essentially to Nick Aldis what China was to Triple H back in the day. She was his muscle that the other guy couldn't hit because I can't hit a woman, but yet she's you know strong enough to toss him around and stuff like that. So you got the uh, NWA champion and Aldis who has really grown into his role as being a champion, if I could sidebar for a second. I mean, you know, um, I don't know how many of you have really followed this guy's career. And I know some people out there are like, oh, man, he's, he really isn't that good. I, you know, I, I really have grown to like Nick Aldis as NWA champion. I think this is where he found his niche. He... When I first saw him was with Brutus Magnus, and he had kind of a gladiator gimmick in uh, in uh, TNA wrestling. Then that transitioned over into the British Invasion, where he was probably rightfully so paired off with a veteran. And so they they were doing the kind of prim and proper British thing, and then he did then that went away, and he just became Magnus, and he was tagged with Samoa Joe. Uh, you know, he, he paired off with Sting, paired off in the new weaker version let's be honest of the main event mafia uh then he went heel i'm probably skipping over some things and he became the champion as handpicked by dixie carter it was one of the most underwhelming championship reigns that they've had in that company but you know that's neither here nor there he got the world but he had a world's championship to his name he, he was tna world's champion uh he also got the opportunity to be the first ever for what is worth global force ch- uh, champion, Global Force Wrestling. I don't even think they will ever have another one. So whether whether we consider that being a world's championship or not, or, or whatever the case may be, uh, he had it. That that's you know we can say that. And then he fell on the NWA, and the NWA was has been good to him. It has been the thing that I feel has defined his career. So you know I just want to kind of sidebar. And say that as I was thinking about it. But the, the point of that being is that he being NWA champion and she being NWA women's world champion, they're, they're, we'll call them a power unit. How about that? That's probably the best way to put it. So um, that should be interesting until until his wife, Mickey James, who has shown up on NWA television, decides to go after the title or something along those lines. That That might be an interesting thing to see. Will Mickey James, once she does this uh, event that she has been talking about, will she ever go after the NWA Women's World's Championship? Hmm. And, if, you know, if she does get it, if she decides to do it and she does win it, she would have a pretty strong claim on being, one, you know, one of the greatest women wrestlers that there's ever been. She, she would be... I think the only one to have been the women's champion in WWE, then the Divas champion, then the Knockouts champion, and NWA Women's World's champion. That 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 would be probably a, a pretty strong resume for the best of them. But speaking of uh, NWA and Mickey James, for those who might not have seen it, I'm sure you could go back and uh, catch the uh, announcement. But um, Billy Corgan announced that the NWA will have upcoming back-to-back pay-per-views in the month of August. Uh, One of those pay-per-views, with the reason why I'm bringing it up, will be the NWA's first ever all-female event. And the executive producer to that will be 
who I just talked about, would be Mickey James. Uh, this clearly is something that um, uh, she has been wanting to do for a while. I think it's been very public. She talked about uh, bringing it up in the WWE and, and more or less having her idea kind of shot down, saying they will never do that. Um, and, it, <laughs> you know, they probably could have handled that with a little bit more finesse opposed to just saying they will never do that. The women's thing didn't draw money, which, I mean, come on. The, the women's event in WWE, first off, how, how are we gauging that off of money when that took place during the era of the, the WWE network? I mean, they, they, they pretty much got rid of that pay-per-view uh, service. And, yes, it was available on pay-per-view, but, I mean, what, what were, how much money were they really expecting when most of the people that would have watched it would watch it on the network? Um and most the other thing we can say about that is that was a public relations thing. That was during the era where the WWE was on. They were hell bent on having everything that they could possibly do. It's our first ever women's Royal Rumble. It's our first ever women's Hell in the Cell. It's our first ever women's Money in the Bank. It's the first ever women to headline a major pay per view. It's the first ever time that the women headline WrestleMania. It was all of these firsts, and they did it just one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. You know, as far as the WWE was concerned. And then, you know, they pretty much peaked out when they got to uh, Evolution. And they haven't done another one. You know, and, and I know a large part of that was they had Ronda Rousey on the contract and they could stick her in the main event and they could, you know, make a big deal out of it. Uh, but that was a, lo- a, a large chunk of the reason why they did it. And they never revisited it. Now, to say that they couldn't do it uh, again, I think they could have handled that with uh, – with a little bit more finesse as it relates to Mickey James, opposed to just saying they will never do it. You know, they probably could have said, you know, hey, it's going to take some convincing the old man. I mean, we could work on it or whatever the case may be, but, you know, not just shoot it, shoot it down. That's just terrible. And, I, you know, it's not like the WWE didn't have the resources either. It didn't require this pay-per-view to take place in some sort of major arena. It didn't it didn't require that. They could have it in a modest sized location, which is pretty much where they produced TV for the past year. They've had it in a modest sized location. You know, at least for NXT. You know, they, they, for all intention purposes, they could have rented out a ballroom and shot it in there. And they would have been just fine because it because again, in the era of the network. What what's uh, buy rates mean to them? Doesn't mean anything, and they're not losing anything. They got all these TV deals, billions of dollars here, billion dollar deal with Fox, billion dollar deal with Peacock, billion dollar deal overseas. So, what were they really losing? That that's just a, a case of they didn't want to do it. That's, that's they didn't want to do it. You can't constantly tell people that you you know with this with cash rich, just the most money the company's ever made. And then you can't afford to do that. So I had to take a little swig of my uh, Rockstar energy drink here. Not getting any money off of Rockstar, as I mentioned that, by the way. That's not a, a paid sponsor. Just uh, just, just uh, mentioning, just to inform you what I'm having. So anyway, uh, Billy Corgan has taken what was told no in one location or one uh, 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 promotion and he gave it a thumbs up here. He gave it a thumbs up in NWA because I'm sure 
Mickey James and Billy Corgan will find a way to make this work within the confines of what the NWA has available to it. Hell, I know pr- promoters right now that could probably make that work within the confines of the NWA. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I could do it too, but I'm sure that most of the people that uh, Mickey James has available to her are, are basically willing to not do it for free, but they, you know, they, they will work with it. They, they know that it's not going to be a $10,000 payday, you know, to show up at the event, but just being there and being on the NWA's uh, pay-per-view is probably going to mean a lot to a lot of ladies out there, especially those who are looking for that big break. Uh, you know, try, being on pay- some of them probably will be on pay-per-view for the first time. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big thing. And you know, congratulations to Mickey James. Congratulations to NWA and Billy Corgan for, for making this happen. Uh, and, that, and I'm interested. I'm interested to see... The who's, well, we already know the where. I think it's going to be in St. Louis. But the who is as to who's going to participate. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it seems to me when we look at the NWA and some of its uh, participants, let me get comfortable here. Ah, there we go. <sighs> it seems to me that some of the participants of the NWA, you know, uh, during the pandemic, we lost – uh, them as a company, they lost a, a certain amount of people who got signed on to other places, you know, like James Storm, who went back to uh, Impact. Uh, Eli Drake, who we now know as L.A. Knight, who and coincidentally, as I'm recording, has just won the Million Dollar Championship at In Your House. Uh, the, well, we had a passing of, of one of the, the guys, uh, Josephus, you know, that which is you know, terrible to hear and sad. Um, but, uh, you know, needless to say, uh, of, of Allison Kay, Marty Bell, who were, you know, both contracted to the NWA at the time, but they're both free agents now. I say all of that to say is that they've had a turnover of talent. And that talent that was uh, there means that with their departure, they have to replenish that. Now, I operate in the Women's Wrestling Network page and personally aware of several ladies who would love the opportunity to be in the NWA and love the opportunity to wrestle there. I mean, we saw Danny Jordan uh, pop up on NWA television, but she's mostly kind of attached herself to AEW, even though she's not an AEW main, how can I put it? Because she's there all the time, but she's not a main event player in their women's division. Like, she's not in the radar of that. She's kind of uh, God. It, I can't even say it without it sounding insulting. She's, she's an extra. Let's call it. She's a featured extra. That's that. I'll use actors' terminology. So I'm not sure if she would pop back up in NWA or not. I mean, it, it would be, in, in my opinion, to to turn it down would be ridiculous. But I don't know, you know, what kind of attachment she has to the NWA versus. Um, AEW. So all of that to say that you know there are plenty of people who have uh, the opportunity, the 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 means, the talent to to be a part of of the NWA's All Women event. I'm very interested to see will there be any returns? Will there be, will Allison K come back? Will Marty Bell come back? You know, will will any of those women who were there previously show back up? Will they? You know, who's going to get a chance at the uh, at the at the main event and the championship 
All of those things are, you know, intriguing to me. And, you know, maybe we should do a podcast where we go down the lines of who should be the likely uh, suspects to pop up at NWA All-Women's Event. You know, that that could be fun. Uh, speaking of that, if you're, if you're listening to this, leave, leave your comments. Leave who you think would be a, a good choice. Somebody that could pop up there and, and uh, show out and really make a, a good go, make a good impression to the viewing audience. I will say this much uh, before I make my first, oh, I'm not going to say prediction, but uh, who I think should go. I know Mickey James did make some statement like I would love to see, and this isn't verbatim, but I would love to see uh, all, you know, any woman that wants to participate, basically, regardless of contractual situations, show up. Now, we know that is not going to happen. Let's just go ahead and, and straighten that out right now. That is not going to happen. I know that's not going to happen. I'm sure Billy Corgan knows that's not going to happen. And more importantly, Mickey James knows that's not going to happen. There's no contracted woman who's going to just show up to the NWA, much, specifically WWE contracted talent. They are never going to show up for that. <laughs> not without wanting to walk off of that job or get buried for the next couple of weeks of their contract or just get fired outright. It is a ridiculous claim to say that you are an independent contractor. However, you can't work for anybody else, but, you know, that's just the way the WWE is. And I I would love to see Charlotte Flair. Let's just put something. I would love to see Charlotte Flair show up at an NWA all-women's event. I would love that. There's so much that they could do with that. Her father being primarily, you know, the, the best run of his career was as an NWA performer. She would have every reason to show up there just to be like, hey, look, you know, my, my dad did this and he traveled to prove that he was the best. I want to do that. too." I mean, the, the story writes itself, but that ain't happening. That that That's not going to happen. I mean, that. If the WWE played well with other people, then maybe, but we you know, we know that's not gonna take place, much less them allow it to be on their TV, on pay-per-view, you know, Charlotte Flair at some other event. And, you know, then who gets to say whether she wins or loses? So yeah. Uh, anyhow, we you know it, it was it's a nice novel idea to say that, but I don't think Mickey James really expects anybody to just pop up from any other promotion impact ring of honor and AEW might be the, you know, an exception to that because, uh, they allow people to go other places. Now the only exception to those rules I believe for them is that if it intervenes with their television, like you can be a impact wrestler, but you can still take independent bookings. But most of those independent bookings do not have a TV show to speak of that, that would cause conflict. But would they consider it a conflict of interest if, say, you know, Kimberly, and I mentioned her because I've seen her take other bookings. But, you know, would it be a, considered a conflict of interest if you had a Kimberly show up and participate in the NWA uh, uh, uh all women's pay-per-view. It doesn't have a name yet, so I'm repeating that a lot, but uh, you get what I'm saying. That could be interesting. I mean, so so the parameters of which 
these other talents operate will dictate a lot. Uh, I, I'm like I said, for the most part, I think those other promotions outside of WWE are at least willing to kind of play ball. But uh, how much of that are they willing to do with a pay-per-view? That that's going to be the real uh, key. So time will tell, and we'll 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 kind of go down the line with that. But uh, I did say I was going to give at least my thought on you know somebody that I believe that should show up or at least get the opportunity to, to be on there. And it's a favorite of the channel, as you would probably well know. Uh, but the Wode, I would love to see the Wode get her opportunity to be on an event like this. If there's ever anybody that I've ever met personally in the wrestling business who is driven by wrestling and has done everything possible, and I, was, and I mean that, you know, she, this, this is a, a, a young lady who is not a gimmick that she wears the patch over her eye. For those who don't know who I'm talking about when I say the world, uh, you, please go onto our channel, uh, our YouTube channel, and, and look up any video with her, in it, or at least the most recent. It will be her versus Sarah Dox. But uh, for those <clears throat> um, who don't know her, the, first off, the world stands for Weapon of Ass Destruction. That's what that stands for. But she always uh, refers to herself as the one-eyed, thick-thighed weapon of ass destruction. And that is not a gimmick. It is not. She she pulled her glass eye out on, I wish I had that, you know, interview myself, but she she did that when Thunder Rosa was interviewing her. But she asked her, like, are you legitimately, you know, one-eyed? And she, she pulled it out right there on camera so, so the world could see it. Uh, she had, her eye was surgically removed. And... To the best of my knowledge, she was told that she shouldn't, you know, continue wrestling. It's another one of those stories that she does, you know, she trains constantly. She goes to the doctor, you know, multiple times, you know, to make sure that everything's good and she can she can keep functioning. I mean, she takes injections in her eye. That alone should give her some some sort of praise. She does what she has to. She loves there's no way to, to understate that. She loves professional wrestling. Absolutely loves it. Even when family members have said that you shouldn't do it. She she has gone out of her way to do this. And if there's anybody I would say that deserves to have that moment to be on a you know, let's call it a major stage. The NWA would round out, I guess, the top five U.S. promotions. Is that five? WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact. Yeah, NWA. So, yeah, that, you know, to be on a stage where you're on one of the top five promotions events, I'm sure that that would be a moment and then some for her. She She... You know, I'm trying not to overuse that she, you know, deserves the thing because I just said it <laughs> earlier with uh, talking about Sodomura. Uh, but uh, yeah, she she would really, really, truly deserve that. Uh, so that would be the first person that I would put on onto that that list. If there's a short list, I don't know if Mickey James has any inclination of listening to this whatsoever. But uh, I hope that she, if if not is at least looking for talent that is within the NWA's taping range. 
I mean, the weekly tapings, not not the pay per view, because I think the pay per view is taking taking place outside of Atlanta. Uh, so hey, you know, it'd be cool. It would be great to see that. It would also be great to see uh, Brooklyn Creed do that, get a shot. And I'm not gonna go into you know the, the full on. Okay, here's the guess. Here's the people I I would make a list of going. In. I'm not gonna do that yet. That should be an entirely different show. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to add her on there for for kind of the same reasons, but not quite as extreme. You know, when I met her, she was somebody who did. She didn't really even give herself kind of the credit that she deserved. She was just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm just, I don't think I'm good enough to go there. I was like, no, she, she, she actually pretty good. She just never, you know, get, gives herself the credit that she's. Maybe that's changed now. Maybe, maybe with time and the confidence is built, she's given, she's begun to really give herself the, the praise that, or the credit that she deserves. But uh, absolutely, I think she would be another one. So. We're we're gonna see this thing out. We got we got a little bit of time. We got you know to, to go to watch this unfold. So I'm interested to see how this will play. Of course, the, the NWA no longer being free <laughs> makes it a little difficult now because I I don't subscribe to them on Fight TV since they placed it behind a paywall. Ah. <sighs> Why did they have to do that? And and not only, why did they have to do that? Why did they remove the ones that were already up? I mean, I know that you need the money, but come on. You, you don't, don't make me repay for the ones that were on there for free you know, six months ago. Anyway, I keep taking these pauses, by the way, because I'm you know, downing my uh, rock star. Keeps me going. It's the fuel that keeps me moving. Damn, that sounds like I'm pushing a commercial. No, this is not a commercial. Uh, I wanted to bring up one last thing because I see a lot of people. <laughs> I see a lot of people that have been making these complaints about um, about about Eva Marie. Okay, first I get it. I do. I get it, I get it, I get it. I get the idea that Eve Marie is not some sort of phenomenal wrestler. She is not. She never has been, and some could argue that she's never going to be. But, but, here's where I began to defend Eve Marie, and really that crop of women that came into the WWE system, that the ones that were just... Uh, no good. Um, because Eve Marie isn't the only one. She she might be the face of it at this point, but she she was not the only woman that fell into this category. I think uh, what was her name? Rosa Mendez. I think she would probably was another one. Um, I can't say Candice. Candice Michelle actually did try. She she tried. She got pretty good at one point. It's just by the time she started really making effort to be to in, improve and she did improve she was started getting injured um the Bella twins but then, well you know actually they did get better they just never overcame the uh the the stigma of being the diva so in any case um getting back to the point the point of Eve Marie the, the, the reason why I kind of you know I give her a little bit of a pass 
and I don't give her as much flack as some fans do, is because the WWE created their own monster. It's not like Eva Marie hired herself. They created that. And now that I think about it, we can't even center that towards the women because that's happened with the men too, where they get a hard-on for somebody because of how they look, and then they just say, hire them, and we'll, you know, we'll teach them how to do all this stuff later. Brackus, Tom McGee, the Omega Man, uh, and there's probably any number of people who, who they've done that over the years same thing with the announced teams. They just hire them whether they know anything about wrestling or not. Uh, Adam Lee, well, I can't remember his his full name right now. Even though, you know, he he has some concussions issues and things like that, which we now we later found out. But they they would just they would just do that. They would just hire people outside of wrestling, people who had no intentions of being a wrestler whatsoever. But they hire them because they look good. And we'll we'll train them. We'll fix that. We'll 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 learn, teach them how to do it. But in even Marie's case, even when she was in NXT, a place where she should have been able to learn, they called her right up. In fact, and then she started on the main roster and they went backwards. And then she was in NXT, the place that she should have been to learn, and probably had the best match of her career in NXT. When Nia Jax was her uh, bodyguard and she was going for the title with Bailey. You go back and watch that match. The match is a bad. Now, granted, it's probably in large part because Bailey helped it out. <clears throat> and it was kind of story driven. And people absolutely didn't want even Marie to win that championship. They, they, they were on the edge of their seats hoping Bailey would win because they did not want Eva Marie to walk away with that championship that day or any day for that matter. But that was the point. You know, she, she was where she needed to be. She should have been in NXT. She should have stayed in it. Dana Brooke, that's another one. Some of these are coming to me as I'm, as I'm thinking about it. But, but that's another one where they hired them and they took them right out of developmental before they ever got any good. Eva Marie is one of those people, and she's not a singular entity in that. She is one of many that got hired, and they moved them up to the main roster under this notion of they can pick it up. It's no big deal. And why do they do that? Because they've always done that. Even you know before they had an NXT, before there was some sort of developmental, officially speaking, a developmental system, they they would just okay, hey, uh, you know, Trish Stratus, Sable. Or whoever. Now I mention those two specifically because it's a tale of two cities. Trish Stratus did get hired before she was any good. People forget they know that she wasn't necessarily some phenomenal wrestler when she walked in there. She left and she became very respected and she was basically placed in WWE lore as the greatest women's wrestler they ever had. But she worked at that. You know, we have to give her credit where credit is due. The same way that I would give Michelle McCool credit where credit is due. I know some people don't like her and they're like, oh, she only got that way because her husband's The Undertaker. No, I mean, look, The Undertaker ain't make her do it. Can't make her decide that she wanted to be a wrestler. She had to decide to do that on her own. And both of them, McCool and Trish Stratus, in their different individual eras, yes, they were picked out probably because of their looks, 
But they worked at this. They worked at wrestling. They worked at trying to be better at their craft. So when they showed up in front of a television audience, they could be presentable. Sable was the opposite of that. She got picked up because she was attractive. And she was the hus- I mean, the, the wife to her hu- then-husband, Mark Merrill. And they're like, oh, well, we got to put her on TV, too. And then it just became a means to an end. You know, it became the means to me being a television star or, you know, magazine pinup woman and all that stuff. And she really, you know, had no intentions of pursuing a professional wrestling career. Even Marie is probably the same way. Lana, that's another one. Not a, again, not I'm thinking about it. Even Marie was a model. Even Marie was an actress. Wrestling was not a a forefront thing. I'm not saying that she never liked it. I'm not saying that she never watched it. I'm not saying that she wasn't even willing to participate and learn and get better. But the WWE puts them, puts these people, all of the people who I've just named as the names kind of fell to me, they put them in this ridiculous position where I was like, what's the, what's the, the turn us? I'm going to give you an offer that you can't refuse. Well, they give them offers that they can't refuse. When you're in your early to mid-20s and some company offers you high five to low six figures to start, you know, and, and you're going to be on TV on top of it and your goal was to be on TV, why would you say no to that? Especially when they pretty much assure you that, oh, yeah, you'll figure it out. Why would you ever turn that down? Who in their right mind would turn it down? Even if you felt like, well, hey, if I if I can get on TV for the next year, that'll at least get me to take care of my, my, my bills. I could pay for my house or I could, you know, something. I, I can get myself, get a savings going and then I can move on. Even if they fire me, I'll be in a better place financially than the way I was. It's things like that. It's like, how do you expect these people to tell them no? And what is she going to say? Hey, I'm not ready to come up to the main roster because if she doesn't do it, they're just going to put somebody else in that spot. And it may make her come off as unimportant. So, you know, yes. Should fans be upset? Not really. They shouldn't be upset about it. But And does she deserve to be there? Well, deserve is probably the wrong word. Does she fit the bill of what their current women's roster is? No, she does not. In this era, she sticks out like a sore thumb. She fit in the in the land of the diva. She was really the last of that that diva run. But now she she is absolutely what I said. She sticks out like a sore thumb. Everybody else in there is these technicians and they they're wrestlers. They grew up wanting to be wrestlers. And she's not that. However, again, they placed her in that situation. They made the monster that they got. Now, that's not to say that she hasn't tried to get better. In her defense, Eva Marie has gone and she has trained. You know, she she did learn respect for the business to some degree. I mean, she she knows it's not all fun and games. People do, you know, that people people die for this, you know, for lack of a better term. And they, you know, they're trying to uh, 
They're trying to advance themselves at the cost of their bodies. That's what most wrestlers do. So there is a certain amount of respect that I believe that she has gained if for no other reason than the bumps that she's taken initially. Uh, so, you know, the next time some of you out there are, are giving that situation a hard time, you know, don't blame the talent necessarily. You know, you may need to blame the people that are, are booking that. It, that's, it's their decision. It's Vince McMahon. And I will say this, you know, oftentimes when I'm doing the interviews, I do fantasy bookings and uh, I was like, well, what would you do in this situation? I, I will say one other thing in, in relation to the Eva Marie scenario. It is another case of a situation where I feel like this writes itself. This situation writes itself. You already, I mean, th this is one of those cases where it's like, You've got what you want as a promoter handed to you on a silver platter. You know that these people out there hate this woman. They hate her. They don't want her there. They don't look at her in the same way as they look at Charlotte Fleur, whether they like Charlotte Fleur or not. They don't look at her in the same way as Sasha Banks or Bailey or Oscar or, you know, uh, Shayna Baszler or, you know, a lot of these other women. They just don't. She, she is not considered in their league. She is not considered in the same category as them. And that alone should give them every reason to write an angle around her. If it were, I could put her in a three-month arc right now going after the women's championship. Just gifted a title shot. And not just gifted a title shot, gifted multiple title shots because – Everything that the people would think, I would just put on TV. Vince McMahon wants her to have a title shot, so he's giving it to her. He wants her to have another title shot, so he's giving it to her. Same way with Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans didn't need to have no title shots against uh, Becky Lynch, but she got them. Why? Because she's a tall, good-looking blonde. <laughs> you know, and the world knew it. Or at least that's what we perceived it to be. And, it, and the world would perceive Eva Marie in the same way if you did that. They would perceive like, oh, man, they're just doing that just because they like her. Well, give it a shot. and Don't let her win, but give it a shot. Just give a shot after shot after shot. Change the rules. Make it more of an uphill climb every time you have, you know, uh, the champion defeat her. Or get by or, you know, survive. Whatever the case may be. You just have it to where Eva Marie, regardless of how they – have booked her, she gets close, but bag on it, she just can't get it. And then you, you know, you you finally do one where she wins by something ridiculous like a DQ. And with the DQ, she doesn't get the championship. That you know, you have to fix it some kind of way where the champion gets to say, "Oh, look, this is the last. We we've done this." Too many times now. I, I had my lawyers look at this. Con I'm giving her a contract. This is the last opportunity. It's going to be under my rules. I, I will willingly give you this shot today, right now, on TV. But once you accept this, once you sign this paper, this is it. I'm not doing this with you anymore. You've got a ridiculous amount of rematches. We are done. Once this is over, win, lose, or draw, you and I are finished with each other. And sign the paper. And we you know the, the title match is yours. Just let this be the one. 
and give the audience every reason to believe that Eva Marie is going to walk out with that championship that night and let her just let her win the match but not win the championship. And so there you have it. You move on from that and then you give her the million-dollar man excuse. Well, I won. And that, that wasn't the championship that I wanted anyway. I, mean, I want the title that really represents women's wrestling. I want the title that means more to women's wrestling than, in, than the, the Raw Women's Championship, than the SmackDown NXT Women's Championship, than the NXT Women's Championship combined because it represents grace and athleticism and dignity and pride. And then you have her pull out the Divas Butterfly Belt. And you let her walk around with that. Just so that you can have her make people pissed off anger. She could probably get away with doing that for the better portion of the year and just have fans so mad at her. And her one-woman crusade to bring back the Divas era. Have her do the stuff that you know they don't want that that you know is going to take it back how the WWE do stuff like the, the what Eva Marie does we have you know make a make a little disclaimer for her from the announcers the thoughts opinions and the matches that Eva Marie participates in are of her own volition so she so she you know they that way they can get away with doing a mud match here and there a lot a pillow fight or something like that the stuff the, the ridiculous stuff that people out there would expect Eva Marie to do as she can then, you know, transition into being something more serious. That's what I would do. I, you know, and I, I wouldn't do that too, too long. I wouldn't press it too far because you know, you get a whole bunch of flack, but that's what I'd be aiming for. I'd be aiming to get some kind of flack from, from the fans. I would want them mad at this woman. I would want them so pissed and you could get it off her because she already has enough hate. <laughs> She already has plenty of hate online, and I know that that would only make it worse. So all of that to say in this little fantasy booking session is that you could get a lot out of Eve Marie if done correctly, regardless of whether she's talented or not. And I'm sure that's what, if you're going to have her, and they are, and they're not going to change their mind on it, it's, you know, it was done is done. So if that's the way that they're going to go, then you might as well make the best of it. That, that's ultimately what it comes down to. So we will see. We will see how this goes. And if they do anything remotely uh, similar to that, you heard it here first. Folks, that is the show. Be sure to stop by the YouTube channel, the Women's Pro Sing Network, for new matches, new interviews, new podcasts. Click the merchandise link down at the bottom. If you want to support the show, grab yourself a shirt. With the WPN logo shirt, the Women's Pro Wrestling uh, Big Event shirt, which is a, a parody of uh, a WrestleMania. You uh, get to get the shirt. If you go to a wrestling uh, indie show, this one is a good one for you. No silly sh- stuff. We'll say that. No silly stuff, just wrestling. That is a shirt to wear also because why would you want silly stuff in your wrestling event? Go get some. Go, go and. Uh, Enjoy wrestlers wrestling. Of course, you can go to our website. The 24-hour stream is on constantly. I mean, every once in a while, I might have a little technical hiccup, but it is a constant stream for our network. Every video is running down. I mean, you could literally just put that on your computer screen and just watch it roll by for hours on end. And, of course, 
and you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Still, we are pushing for the uh, the birth. Of the all-new channel and the support that we've gotten so far has uh, helped provide that. Uh, you can give uh, more support. You can give a, a donate. Go to the, the scroll down underneath the uh, video player on the, the website, WPNWrestling.com. Hit the donate button and uh, if you want to help keep that going and help keeping everything that we do for, you know, totally for free because, you know, we don't charge by the month or anything like that. <clears throat> Whatever donations help keep the support up, active, alive, and uh, you know, rolling the way that it has. So that is it. Your comments, your thoughts are very welcome. What do you think about Eva Marie and her return? What do you think about Mickey James and the all women's uh, pay per view that's going to take place in him day NWA? Easy for me to say NWA. And who do you think should be participating in this event when it does take place? Your thoughts, your comments, leave them where you may. I would love to see and read them all. And oh yeah, by the way, those people who have sent uh, messages to our, our Facebook page asking questions about where you can uh, go train and stuff like that, you know, that, thanks for dropping in the, the messages and uh, good luck to the ones that I have uh, personally conversed with. I know that uh, some of you are outside of the area, but you know, I, I I take it as a privilege that my opinion is is uh, valued at any point that you would ask me like, where do you think I should go and who should I train with and all that stuff. So, I, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, before I, I log off here, uh, publicly say that I want to thank you know people who uh, the young ladies who have been looking to uh, get some advice and and that I was on. A list of persons that you would ask. It means a lot. So uh, with that, I will bid you all a fond farewell. And in closing, say that this is Mr. Green saying that this is Mr. Green saying so long. And I will see you on the next go round.